Hello. Welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business podcast, sponsored by AT&T. I'm your host, Karen Wagaman, with the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce, and today I'm visiting with Kent Eikenberry, President and CEO of the Northwest Arkansas Food Bank. Kent is going to share how his organization works to provide access to quality food to tens of thousands of people in four counties in Northwest Arkansas. We appreciate you joining us to learn more about the organizations that impact our communities and make Northwest Arkansas an amazing region to work, live, and play. We want to thank AT&T for sponsoring the Chamber Voice of Business podcast, and thank you for joining us. Welcome to this episode of the Chamber Voice of Business podcast. Today, my guest is Kent Eikenberry. Kent is the president and CEO of the Northwest Arkansas Food Bank. Kent and his team manage one of six Feeding America food banks in Arkansas. They work every day to provide healthy food in a timely manner to food insecure people as quickly as possible. Kent, we want to welcome you to our podcast and look forward to learning more about what it is that you do to serve people in the um, Northwest Arkansas region. So welcome. Karen, thank you for for inviting me to come today. Um, Kent, can you tell me, I've heard about Northwest Arkansas Food Bank since I moved here, but can you just give everyone an overview of your organization and how you function and just give us kind of an introduction? Sure. Um, Well, the food bank was actually founded in 1988. Um, There was a group of people who decided that one hungry person was one too many. So they decided to start a food bank. and, And in the simplest terms, a food bank collects food that people don't want to use and uh, make sure the food integrity is still there, but then gives it to somebody who needs it. Um, You know, Feeding America defines food insecurity as not having the resources to put a balanced meal on the table. And unfortunately, there are about 64,000 of those in Benton, Washington, Carroll, Madison counties. And so those are the four counties that you serve. Yes. And we should say that Northwest Arkansas Food Bank is a nonprofit organization operated by a board of directors mm-hmm. and your the team and your team. That's correct. Um, our 501c3 was approved in 1988, and uh, we have 16 board members um, from all of Northwest Arkansas, and um, you know we have a staff of. 26, 27 of us who every day go to work trying to make sure that we distribute food to those people who need it. Oh, that's wonderful. Can you give us an idea of who you rely on to provide the donations that you need, whether it be food, whether it be monetary, whether it be volunteers? You know, um, we're able, we're, we're truly blessed in Northwest Arkansas. Um, while there's a, a challenge, uh, you know, we refer to hunger as being the you know, it's Northwest Arkansas' secret problem, but yet the the market is extremely generous. Um, individuals support us. Um, corporations support us. Um, foundations support us. So, so we get a lot of assistance, both monetary and in product, that we are able to to bring into our warehouse, we're we've got about a twenty-two to twenty-three thousand square foot warehouse in in Bethel Heights, and um, we kind of operate as a wholesale grocer, for lack of better terms. We 
we have that warehouse full of food and and uh, our partner agencies get that food from us and they in turn distribute it to the to the client who needs it so the food bank doesn't directly serve a client it indirectly serves the client because you have a network of organizations that that collect the food and distribute the food on your I will, behalf i will give you a a qualified yes to that um, mostly we do not work with the client. Uh, however, we do have 12 locations that our mobile pantry goes to. Um, those go once a month to each of those 12 locations, and we do direct distribution there. We also, if somebody comes up to the food bank and knocks on the door and, and needs help, we will give them an emergency box of food. But within that box of food, there's a list of the, the pantry agencies, depending on where they live, that's, that's close to them. So we encourage, we encourage those people to, to go to the food pantries rather than come to the food bank. Okay. And so those are emergency boxes? Uh-huh. And what, what type of products are in those? Well, because, uh, because we box them in advance, they have to be shelf-stable. Uh, but it'll it'll have things such as pasta, peanut butter, uh, maybe some canned meats, um, and then if somebody comes in, we'll we'll usually be able to provide them with some bread and bakery products. More than likely, some um, some protein, some frozen protein, assuming they can have some place to prepare it. Um, that's one of the things we also run into. Uh, you know, the homeless population is not real big in northwest Arkansas, but yet when we serve those people, we have to be cognizant of their their situation in life. And so they get uh, they may get a can of tuna with a pop top or a pouch of tuna as opposed to a can of tuna that they need a can opener for. Oh, that makes sense. So some of the numbers I saw on your website sound like very large numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe you track the number of pounds served mm-hmm. rather than the, num- the population served. Can you give us an idea of that? We do. In uh, 2018, we distributed a little over 8.5 million pounds of food in, the, in that four-county area. Um, overall, we distributed almost 13.5 million pounds of food, and that, that includes product that we share with other food banks. Um, periodically, we get too much of a certain product. And so rather than that product go to waste, because that's what food banks are all geared around is sustainability, rather than that product go to waste, we'll share it with another food bank with the hopes that when the time comes that they have something that they have too much of, they will reciprocate. For example, it's not unusual for us to send a semi-load of um, frozen poultry to Little Rock and then get a, a load of produce back. Okay. So you do have frozen and refrigerated mm-hmm. items as well as canned goods and, mm-hmm. and box goods. Yeah. As part of our warehouse, we've got uh, enough freezer space to hold about four and a half to five semi-loads of frozen product oh, and then wow. our refrigeration space is only about 400 square feet so um or we are limited on dairy products and, and produce that needs to be refrigerated and being that we're kind of the heartland for um grocery store distribution i assume our corporate neighbors are quite generous you know they are um of that 
eight and a half million pounds that we distribute. About five million of that is what we call retail rescue. And that's uh, maybe a crumpled box of Cheerios or a dented can of Campbell's soup that as a consumer, you're going to walk along the store, and even though there's nothing wrong with that product, you're going to pick up that pristine box of Cheerios, or not the dented can of uh, of soup, and so it sits on their shelf. And so the retailers pull that off, and we take it and make sure that the food integrity is still there and then distribute it to our partner agencies. We also get produce that's uh, close to being dated close to being at the end of its life cycle um, meat products that are dated today we will pick them up today uh, but because we quick freeze them it extends the life of that so uh, most of what we get again comes from retail rescue we do have we do have some of the local suppliers who support us by donations uh, Kraft Heinz has given us, uh, gives us about four truckloads of, during the course of the year of product. And, and uh, so, you know, it's, it's just all over the board of where we get stuff. Last week we had a, you know, the, the Springdale Postal food drive generated 16,000 pounds of, of shelf-stable food that we have and we will be able to distribute. Oh, so when we get those bags in our mailbox, um, and it and they say the postal carrier is going to be picking up food that the following Saturday or whatever, you're one of the you're the recipient now, of it. No, I think one each community pretty much does their own. Um, I know we got Springdale. I'm not sure where Fayetteville went. Um, not really sure where Rogers went. Uh, I have a pretty good idea. Okay. Uh, but, but it's very similar to the Arvest Million Meal campaign where each of the branch locations in each of the communities choose which where they want their their um, the results of their drive to go. Okay, so there are a lot of campaigns and mm -hmm. a lot of um, marketing events and activities for food insecurity. Can you tell us about any that you found to be really successful, and and why is it that they're so successful and tug at our hearts? I think uh, I think it's really really difficult for people to imagine somebody being hungry, um, especially a child being hungry. Um, I know as a parent, I was truly blessed that, that Diane and I never had to make the decision of whether or not to buy food for the kids or buy food for ourselves or uh, buy gasoline for the car. You know, now there were some times when the kids, were, when the boys were young that we um, may wanted to have bought them a steak and we bought them a hot dog, <laughs> uh, but... Uh, you know, we never had to make that decision. We never saw our boys be hungry. Um, unfortunately, there are way too many people to do that, and, and it becomes a very emotional decision for those people. And it, very candidly, it's an emotional decision for me, and it's an emotional decision for the people who support us um, that we just, you know, we, we can't see that happen. 
So you haven't always been in this industry when you talk about a, an emotional decision for you. Um, maybe we should have done this at the top, but would you like to share anything about your your track record in Northwest Arkansas and the reason you know so very many people that makes yeah. you so successful at what you do? Um, well, first off, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I don't like talking about Kent very much. Um, but for the sake of the food bank, uh, I will delve into into the best I can. Um, Diane and I moved here in 1986 to go to work for the, at the time, the Northwest Arkansas Morning News and Rogers. Uh, my role was, as director of advertising and marketing, was to get involved in the community, and I did get involved in the community. Somewhere along the lines, Diane and I volunteered at our church food pantry, and I saw people's responses when they came through. You know, I saw the looks of despair change to a look of hope when somebody got a sack of groceries and they knew that they were going to be able to um, feed their family for a few days. So kind of fast forward, we had had the opportunity to relocate uh, to run some, run a newspaper someplace else, and, and we knew uh, our son's friends and we knew our son's friends parents and uh, Diana was was deeply involved in the school system here teaching and so we woke up one day and we'd been here 30 plus years wow um, about 2008 Marge Wolf and, and the board of directors asked me if I would be interested in serving on the board and I did and I was on the board from 2008 through 2014 and noticed during that time that even though I had volunteered at a food pantry, I really had no idea about the magnitude of the problem. Um, so again, fast forward a little bit, 2015, summer of 2015, um, Marge and I were visiting. I told her that I just really uh, felt a calling that, that when she reached a point of retirement that I thought I would be interested in that job. And, and uh, you know, six months later, I was at the food bank. Oh, my so. goodness. So she she saw the opportunity, and you self-identified. Sure. <laughs> so that's wonderful. And as you did mention, your wife, mm -hmm. Diana Eikenberry, is probably known by thousands because she was <laughs> in the school system. So if people didn't know you through the newspaper industry, they for sure knew of your name. They're the they're especially the old timers. Um, you know those folks who've been around here for several years. The the name is the name is a very. I hate to say well known, but it is. Um, <laughs> You're either famous or infamous. Yeah, one of the two. Um, it's kind of funny. My oldest son was interviewed for an article in the Democrat Gazette not very long ago, and and. He was just appalled that the reporter didn't know the name. He said, you know, Dad, you worked there for 30 years. And I said, well, you know, it's <laughs> the way it goes. Yeah, on the marketing so, side, the, yeah, the folks yeah. in the um, Yeah, we may not necessarily know a lot of the news people. <laughs> okay. So when people are in need of your services or the services of the food pantries and the food banks that, that you serve, can you tell me, I know you do a lot of public speaking. Mm -hmm. 
how do how it doesn't do, sound like it? Yeah, <laughs> we're going to call it that, though. Um, so, how do people actually know what the services are? How do they know where these resources are? Who are their advocates? You know, I think uh, well, the obviously we we have a website. It's nwafoodbank.org, and within that food bank, there is a place that says or food website. Excuse me. Uh, it there is a a link that says that you need food and it takes you to a map and that map is of northwest arkansas and you can look close to where you're at and click on all of our 160 food pantry partners and see where the closest one is uh, whether or not they're open at that time you can actually sort that by uh, public transportation uh, you can layer it. You can layer it by any number of things. So, so that's probably the best resource. Uh, very simply, if that doesn't work, uh, they can call the food bank at uh, our line is eight seven two eight seven seven four. We'll connect you with some some place that's that's close. Um, we used to have a toll free number and. Uh, very candidly, not very many people ever found out about it and, and right. used it. So. And with mobile phones, it probably isn't quite the same yeah. as it used to be. So do people have to qualify to receive um, food items from the various pantries, or, or is, does that vary with different organizations? It does It does vary, and, and the, the short answer is no. The long answer is we have 14 partner agencies that distribute what is referred to as TFAP, Temporary Emergency Food. Temporary emergency food. Something. Something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this, this, it's it's the old government commodities. Okay. Uh, you know, you rations. <laughs> you heard you heard our 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 parents' generation talk about government cheese or mm-hmm. something. You know, it's a, it's the same basic principle. So if someone is going to one of those partner agencies to get TFAP product, they are asked if they qualify um, financially to receive it. Now. Again, going back to St. Vincent's, if you go to St. Vincent's Food Pantry and you do not qualify for commodities, you're still welcome to get donated food. So to that degree, there is no you know, requirements. If somebody's hungry, we'll give them food. Um, had a buddy of mine many, many years ago that... I would have never in a hundred years imagined him needing to go to a food pantry. Uh, but I was working one day and, and he came through and, uh, uh, I was surprised, shocked to see him there, but he had had a couple of financial hiccups and, um, he needed some help. And so that's what, you know, that's what they're there for. Wow, it's a blessing that, that there are so many um, services available. It is. So, again, I've heard you speak at the Rotary Club. Kent and I are both in the Rotary Club of Downtown Rogers, and um, 
this probably qualifies you to have to pay a fine because you are going to be on the media. So I'll just bring that up now so you can bring your dollar on Monday. Okay. Um, but well, I have probably heard... won't be there Monday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh all right. You can pay oh, me Oh, it's now. Memorial Day. We oh, neither one Monday. of us will be there yeah. Monday. So I have heard you say that a donation of cash goes much further. So if I want to give you $20 cash versus go to the grocery store and buy $20 worth of food products, the cash goes further than the, the food products I can buy. Why is that? Well, that's true. And I would, but let me, let me interject at this point. I would never tell somebody not to give me food. Um, what I will say is because of our membership, our alliance in Feeding America, because I buy food in semi-trailer loads, I can get more product for that dollar than you can at a retail store. But given the fact that the retailers are our biggest supporters, I'm certainly not going to recommend that you not do that. Of course. And it does kind of give an individual the feel-good when you show up with that case of green beans or that case of mac and cheese or you whatever. have you know when you when you donate a product that you've gone out and you purchased you have skin in the game you know you have you have not it's it's a lot easier to just write a check or, or uh, give cash but you you have made the effort and it is a much better emotional feel so. Right, and, and you obviously appreciate either way absolutely that people choose to um, do that you know and and you know, I appreciate just when people recognize that there's a problem. Um, they may or may not be able to do that. They may be able to give us a dollar, and for that dollar, we, we will be grateful for it, and we will put it to the best use possible. They may be able to give us $10,000. They might not be able to give us anything, but yet become cognizant of the problem and share that information with their friends and say, hey, you know, there are, did you know that one out of four kids under the age of 18 don't know where their next meal is going to come from? With summer coming on and school being out, uh, that is a scary fact for me. That so is your industry somewhat seasonal because of that during during Christmas breaks during summer breaks you know we yes it's there's there's much more pressure on our partner agencies during summer during Christmas break spring break anytime the kids are out of school there there is more pressure um, we're seasonal in the sense that there's a lot of construction business in Northwest Arkansas now it's the weather is okay so they're they're usually working year-round, but if you're a landscaper, for example, and you're not working in January or February, um, we get a lot of people who are seasonal workers who um, need need assistance. Um, you know, obviously, there's there's a lot of pressure during the holidays because uh, there's just so many more expenses that that a family incurs during the holidays than than any other time. But, you know, um, I tell people that, you know, if you're hungry, your tummy doesn't care if it's January 1st or July 1st. Right. Uh, so. And so do some of your partner agencies um, make provisions, say when those kids are on 
spring break or winter break? Do they have ways to get food to them during that you know, seven-day um, or ten-day period? You know, we do we do work with a couple of agencies that do summer feeding programs. Um, most of the summer feeding programs are um, subsidized through the like the school lunch program. They extend that during the summer, but they can't serve the adults of the household. So, for example, Rogers School Systems will have a summer feeding program that they prepare feed food for the kids through the school, and then they get food from us to distribute to the parents or grandparents or aunts or uncles or whoever brings the kids. Um, so, but there are additional pressures on, on food pantries. Interesting. And I know, again, when you're talking to groups, do you go other than, say, rotary groups and other types of um, organizations like that? Do you go to corporate organizations? Do you um, <laughs> speak? I, I see you on the news. I see, you know, I see you at events. So can you yes, give us, I've, if people are listening and they say, oh, my gosh, this is a message that we'd love to pass yeah. along. Obviously, they can share the podcast, but can't they also invite someone from your organization to come we in? We will. I will. I will speak to to anybody anytime about the uh, the problem of food insecurity. I, and I've been fortunate enough to speak to several different civic organizations. I think I've made um, almost all the Rotary clubs in Northwest Arkansas. Um, I've had the opportunity to speak to Optimist Kiwanis. Um, I'm booked to speak to a group in November of uh, Benton County Democrats. Wow, you're um, you're you're a hot commodity if they're booking if you months in advance. Um, I've spoke to uh, divisions at Walmart, you know, where they've they've asked me to come in and speak to the private label divisions. So um, anytime, and and it's not just me. Um, Anybody on our staff is, is, you know, we'll we'll share the problem uh, any chance we get. And do you have a lot of events that you host? Or are you often just the recip the recipients of um, another organization that's we have a we have uh, we have one major fundraising event in the fall. Um, that's our Jewels of Giving Gala. This will be our eleventh or twelfth. I don't recall which. Uh, it's November the 15th. It's a gala. Um, we also are having a new event this year. Uh, it's called Stand Up Against Hunger. Uh, it's a stand-up comedian is going to do a show for us at the Grove on September 5th. Oh, fun. Um, then we're also working with a group of volunteers to do a poker run um, on a, for part of Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue. Oh, that's terrific. So, you know, we don't really do a lot of events. We do partner with a lot of people. Um, for example, we, we will have people at the annual shareholders meeting with people from Feeding America. So we'll have a, a booth at that for, for two or three days just so we can thank the Walmart associates for for their support of Northwest Arkansas Food Bank and their support of uh, Feeding America. 
So it sounds like you have ongoing challenges and needs, and every single day there's the need to feed many, many people Mm -hmm. um, throughout the four-county area. Is there anything that stands out that you want to share with us, Any, any greater need or anything that you think that you'd like the public to know? You know, I just think, uh, you know, as long as the public knows that there's a problem, there's a group of concerned individuals, both our staff, our the folks who run the food pantries that we work with, our board of directors, our donors. While there's a problem, there are people actually trying to work on a solution. And very frankly, hunger is a large enough problem that one organization can't do it. So we collaborate a lot with other people. We're working with UAMS to try and develop a nutrition policy. We're working with uh, Habitat for Humanity so that when they put a family into a home, we can help them pack the pantry so they don't have that expense. We work with uh, local law enforcement officers so that when they run into a situation and it's apparent that being hungry has motivated them to do a, a bad act, um, they have food for them. Uh, so there's a lot of people working together in Northwest Arkansas to try and solve this problem. Wow, a lot of um, channels for compassion it that is. maybe we didn't um, think about. You know, and we recognize that, you know, uh, hungry, people are always going to be hungry. Um, you know, Jesus said the poor will always be with you. In fact, that was in the reading I read this morning, is that the poor will always be with you. I won't. So I think our challenge as, as people in, in a very affluent area is recognizing that those poor people are always going to be with us and how we work towards helping those. Um, you know, I know there are people who believe what I do for a living is providing hands out or handouts. Um you know, I prefer to think of it as a hand up. Um, ultimately, uh, we want people to spend their way out of poverty, but, uh, you know, there's more to it than just the food. And, and so we work, again, I, as I said, we work with people, uh, work with, uh, we have a pantry at the community college. We have one at the University of Arkansas. We have one at Northwest Tech. So that those people who are, are trying to get additional education to get a better job uh, don't have to worry about food. The, uh, you know, the majority of the people that we serve are employed or retired. So it's not like people are looking for a handout. It's just, uh, I know you've heard me say if somebody makes $10 an hour and they work full-time, which is 2,080 hours a year, that's $20,800 that they've made before taxes. You know, you take your taxes out of that. You take your housing out of that. You take your car payment to get to work out of that. You take your auto insurance, which is required. There's not a lot of spendable income still left to buy for groceries. So we're having to become much more of a help for those people who are working. Some people are going to say, I'm enabling them. Uh, I prefer to think that, that we're helping them. 
And I do think it's important to restate that you make sure that it, it is healthy food. It's it, Eating healthy is not the most inexpensive way to eat. I think we all know that. Um, so I think that's a, a really wonderful um, value also to those recipients. We do, and, and certainly we'll, you know, we're not telling somebody that they can't eat a candy bar or something like that. We you know, we distribute those. We have um, we have snack products available for people to take. We do prefer that they, you know, eat fresh produce, and, and fresh produce is expensive. And, and uh, you know, I'll spend sixty-five or seventy thousand dollars this year buying fresh produce to distribute through our partner agencies. I've got about a million dollar a year food budget that in addition to food being donated that, that I purchase. Of that, we really try to buy low-sodium vegetables, um, canned fruits packed in their own juices, whole wheats, and, and the more nutritious foods. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I do appreciate you coming today. Um, I'd like you to, again, tell us your website okay. so people can learn uh, more about the opportunities to get involved. Okay. It's nwafoodbank.org, and there are several links on there. One link is to information on how to volunteer. Um, we couldn't do what we do without volunteers. Last year we had over 2,000 volunteers put in over 7,000 hours. Um there's a click on there to donate. Um, if you want to do that, there's a click on there if you need food. And, you know, there's a click on there to see if you want to see what I look like. <laughs> there you, you go. <laughs> That's going to drive everybody. You're going to see a spike a in spike web traffic. A spike people wanting to see what I look we like. We know yeah. you are. We know you are. <laughs> well, again, I want to thank my guest, Kent Eikenberry, with the Northwest Arkansas Food Bank. Kent, thank you for bringing this um, information to us, for sharing um, your knowledge and your passion for um, feeding those in need. And we welcome you back anytime to the Voice of Business podcast. And um, I also want to thank AT&T, which is our sponsor for this podcast. So thank you all for joining us.